Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's the Champions League that just keeps on giving Liverpool into a ninth final back-to-back after an extraordinary morning at Anfield against Barcelona. We're absolutely buzzing. We've got a massive show for you today. Thomas Sorensen, Craig Moore, Luke Wilkshire. I'm expecting a big one because everyone is up, everyone's buzzing, and that's not just from the game, it's from the coffee consumed afterwards (laughs) until now. (laughs) Thomas, you get the first answer today because you're the one who predicted this result before the show, of course. What a morning. Yeah, I thought it was obvious. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, a, unbelievable game. You know, what a turnaround. Um, you know, we, 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 we talked a, a, about, you know, before the game, you know, what should happen. And then the early goal, get the crowd behind them. Tactically, you know, try to, you know, obviously avoid Barcelona, get too much on the ball, uh, press them high up, you know, make, make them make mistakes. And I think all those things happen. Um, you know, and then they, they weathered a storm. Alisson had a, a great game and goal. Whenever Barcelona threatened, he was there. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, Barcelona just crumbled in the second half and, and uh, you know, they came up with the goals. Yeah, no, Liverpool were, they were excellent, weren't they? They had to play um, a high-tempo, um, highly effective game, which, which they did, and they, they got on the score sheet early, which, which allowed um, that unbelievable atmosphere at Anfield really kick in the gear. Um, so they had the, they had the dream start. Um, look. When you look at you can talk about tactics and formations, and we know that Sunus has come out recently and all that sort of stuff as well. I, I think that uh, that Liverpool just had that bit between the teeth. You know, they they had that that hunger and determination to to not only want to go and win a game of football, um, but that obviously put him in a good position to 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 go through in the tie. I certainly didn't believe it was possible before the game. Uh, if I'm being honest, uh, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we know that from your tip earlier. Everyone's going out the woods now. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I felt that Liverpool could win. We're all guessing where the goals were going to come from. Uh, Origi to pop up with, uh, with two and, and uh, Wayne Aldum. Um, you know, certainly before leading into the game without no, uh, no Firmino, no Salah, Luki. We're not thinking that. Where, where are the goals coming from? No, 100%. I, I mean, look, I'm. Um yeah, I definitely got it wrong. <laughs> Far from, um, but look, credit to Liverpool. I think they were fantastic. You look at that, and you look at Salah and Firmino, and I think, as you said, no one was expecting to to see that. In, and that was a question that we asked: Where were the goals coming from? And Origi and Wijnaldum and pop up with them, and you know, full credit. And I think you know that, that you touched on, Mori, that desire, that hunger, that that passion, that drive, and and for me, that's what it came down to. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's eleven versus eleven um, on a football field, and if if you got that hunger and desire, and the other team doesn't, um, you know, tactically or technically or whatever it is, you can get you can get you can get undone with it. And, and I don't know, we're watching it, but like there was also a feeling where you, you felt that there was a, another gear for, for Barcelona potentially, but it never ended up happening. It didn't, and Liverpool didn't let it happen. Uh, that was the thing they they had that bit between their teeth, and 
you know, from the from the first minute, they probably had um, Bus uh, had a patch in that first half, but second half it was just all Liverpool and. Yeah, you couldn't really see. You expected Barca to come back, but you couldn't see him get back in it. I know your mates are giving you some stick because of your prediction that Liverpool wouldn't win a trophy, but, but they were still alive with five games to go. But there was nothing offensive about what you said there. They were up against it. That actually almost sums up the magnitude of this achievement this morning. It does. It does. And it, it is nothing against them. That's, that's just truly what I believed. And I, you know, I think, um, you know, you've got to give credit to Klopp and the the sort of environment he's got within that group of players, that determination and still that belief. Being 3-0 down against a side like Barcelona at halftime, you could say, after mm. the first leg, and to come back and do what they did is, is nothing short of incredible. It's amazing because people would always say, you know, Liverpool aren't going to get into this season compared to City because of the depth. Salah and Firmino out, the depth. I, I was stunned to read this week. They've picked up more goals from substitutes this season than any other team. Your Shakiris, your Origis, your Sturridges, guys who are on the fringes. What Klopp's been able to do to extract the maximum out of this team. A team that was battled, battled at Newcastle on the weekend against a Barcelona side that rested all 11 players. Amazing. Yeah, but I, I think credit to, to, to Klopp for what he's done. You know, I think he's he's had some years now to, to, to develop this side and, and, and the main players have been continues in that period as well and and now everyone just knows the system and I think we, we talked about obviously missing a couple of players Salah and Firmino but but the other players that came in they, they know what they what is expected you know they, they know the press they know how they play as a team and I think that's that's the real strength is is you know they're so well drilled and and you, you know I've, I've heard you know how much he emphasizes that in training you know how how, how they set up how they press and uh, you know today you know Barcelona just didn't have an answer. You know, their, their sort of strength really became their weakness because they, they tried and tried, but they didn't, they didn't have a, a plan B. You know, they no. just kept playing, kept losing the ball, and, and Liverpool just forced that, that pressure onto them that they didn't have an answer for. Well, can you tell us a little bit more about what you've heard about a, a Klopp session? Because I'm fascinated how he extracts this absolute maximum out of his players. No, but, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously thinking about it, but not overthinking. But, but he has a clear vision of, of how he wants to to set his team up and how he wants to press and 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 it, it doesn't change from game to game you know you, you get managers just change and change and and now we play these and then we need to do that. i think he's he's very very set in it and uh and and spends a lot of time from from uh you know i have a good friend daniel Aga who's obviously got still got very good contacts with him and, and that's that's what he relates all the time is that, that you know everyone knows exactly what their job is on, on any given day. That press, Maury, today, I mean, we know their energy at the best of times. By that first explosion out of the blocks, it yep. set the tone for the entire night. It was exceptional. Yeah, no, it was, and it was relentless uh, because it didn't stop. Uh, I think they ended up running you know, six kilometres more than, than what Barcelona did. I don't know how that fares in terms of games at that level from game to game, but clearly they worked a lot harder. <laughs> um, and like, like I says, I mean, Klopp for me has done a, an unbelievable job. Uh, he's managed the, the team extremely well because players all want to be playing. Um, they want to be playing week in, week out. They want to be contributing and sometimes uh, you're not involved. And you, you touch on the, the impact that players have had coming off the bench uh, in recent times and, and still being able to contribute, knowing that potentially there's no future for them at the football club. But you just, you know, you just get that feel that, that everyone's on the same page. Um, everybody's working extremely hard for one another. What they experienced last night, this morning, our time, um, th- this is an experience that a lot of these players will never, ever forget. 
uh, and certainly for the fans as well. This was this was a great moment that um, you know we're going to be talking about for years, and the ones that have had the opportunity to actually be involved in that firsthand. I mean, that's that's fantastic, Luke. No, you say that you say that about everyone feeling a part of it, and that's a culture that he's created at the club, and that man management. They all still feel a part of it. You look at the likes of Shakirian and uh, Origi who have come on today, played a, a good game, Origi scoring two goals, and they're going to look at sitting on the bench in the final, given that Salah and Firmino will come back, and you would expect yeah. uh, Klopp to put them straight back in. But to still make them feel a part of it, to still still be positive and to look for that impact, uh, I think, you know, like I say, you've got to give Klopp real credit because he's created a culture and um, he's got that man management that's phenomenal. Yeah, and just seeing the body language after the game, you know, he, he doesn't just go to, to the main man and, you know, that's, that's easy just to go and high-five them and well done. You know, he goes to every single player and, and it's all about, you know, the respect and, the, you know, that you feel valued. Because as a player, you know, I've been sitting on the bench and if you feel you're not valued, that that's when, you know, then things start, you, you know, you, you get a bit a little bit disgruntled and, and, and just, feel, you know, everyone's got a, pl- a part to play in this. And, and uh, we saw today that players that hadn't been playing much, became big parts of, of this miracle. It speaks volumes that, uh, you know, he, he's masterminded other comebacks, famously against Dortmund in the Europa League run in the first year, and he gets to this back-to-back final. He has not lost with Liverpool in a two-legged tie in Europe. I mean, you just can't ask for much more in that journey that he's had picking them up from when he took over from Brendan Rodgers and given them this wild ride. These types of nights, we're very sh- jealous of Jules, Johnny yeah. and uh, Schwartzy. These types of nights, Craig, I mean, it's, it's what, as fans, we live for, watching... Yeah. But to be in that kind of cauldron, it's just it, it's what we play this game and watch this game and get involved in this game for. Ah, uh, very much so. And like I said, no one, uh, both Johnny and and Schwartzy, pretty well. Um, you could you could see it. You could you know you could even feel it. This end that they've been involved in something special. They've seen something special. And and these are people that have been involved in football all their days as well. So you can only imagine uh, the impact that it's had on uh, diehard Liverpool supporters. Um, certainly, Barcelona fans will have a different. Uh, thought process of the of the evening but uh, look it's incredible I had an opportunity uh, a few years ago uh, I went to, to the UK and got tickets me and my son Dylan went to a semi-final of the cup now that was unbelievable but these European nights are completely different that it's we touched on earlier tradition culture success um, the, the European nights they're a completely different ball game and, and come with a completely different atmosphere. So, you know, I, I felt that that come through watching the game, even from here. Um, but I was a little bit, like, uh, jealous that, that, that <laughs> Schwartzy and Johnny were there. Yeah, but also from a player's perspective, you know, you know, you work so hard and we've, we've all had, you know, you only get two or three, if, if you're lucky, moments in your life where everything comes together, everything is perfect, all the hard work, and you can see that in the players. you got, you know, James Milner, I saw you, a tear in his eye, and, and at the end, when they stood in front of the cop, you know, arm in arm, and singing, you'll never walk alone. Now, these are the moments that will live with you forever. You know, so as a player as well, you can see that the players were just, you know, just taking everything in, and, you know, I, you know, Really, you know, they earned it. So, um, good luck to them. Look, it says something if John and Schwartz are calling that the greatest atmosphere they've ever been in because they were the key players in the greatest moment I've ever seen in terms of atmosphere. I walked out of that 2005 game against Uruguay, a famous night, and I said, I will never, ever, ever hear noise like that in my life. So, for those two gentlemen to say that was the best atmosphere they've ever been in, that speaks volumes. So, uh, where does this rank? I mean, this is an extraordinary moment. 
coming back from three goals. And we know in history it's only happened four times in knockouts. The third time in the semifinals, of course, Barcelona culpable for two of those with Roma last year. Alisson, by the way, in goals in both of those games for Roma and then Liverpool. So uh, they'll be having nightmares about him. But it, uh, even just for you, just watching in your heart of hearts, where does this moment rank in terms of great European achievements? Look, we're now um, what, nearly a couple of hours after the game, and I'm still in shock. It's still uh, still pretty hard to to believe that they turned that round and in the manner that they did against against such a team like Barcelona. And yeah, I'm still trying to get my head around it. Honestly, I um, you know full credit to them. I can't can't tip my hat enough to to Klopp and, and the Liverpool squad. Yeah, for me, it's like I've got to go back to probably the the Liverpool AC Milan Champions League final, but it was a final. Uh, so I don't want to water this down, but it, it, it's a semi-final. It's been unbelievable result. If that was done and that was the the, uh, the finals, a one-off game, obviously. So it's not it's no difference in the two legs. But you know what I mean? It's like um, semi-final. It's still, a, it's a remarkable turnaround. I don't think anybody apart from uh, from Thomas uh, predicted it <laughs> anywhere in the world. Uh, but. Like I said, that's the great thing about our game, isn't it? Football, you can dream, you can believe, and, and uh, you know sometimes what you think the obvious is should happen, completely the opposite. Yeah, that's why we love the sport. You know, that's why we love football. And um, you know, Champions League just keeps giving this year. We obviously had, we had the unbelievable United result in, in Paris, and, and then the great game in Manchester yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and and then this. You know, it's uh, let's let's I can't wait for the let's for celebrate the and, and enjoy. We've got a game tomorrow as well. So. Hey, here's one for you. What's the bigger achievement that or that or the most spectacular game? Was it the four three second leg City Tottenham or was it this moment here? Um, I mean, we're, we're picking hairs here because they're both <laughs> bloody unreal. But Great entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to to. But I think you know coming back against all the all the odds in the, in this game is is you know it's a huge performance, uh, you know with everything that went into it and, and the little bit of luck and quality and and, and just how they just went for it. You know that sometimes when you go for things you you get rewarded and they they did that. But in this in this one, like I said, not I mean they're both unbelievable turnarounds. I I, I felt the the City Spurs one. You just felt as if you, you couldn't switch off. It was just bang, 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 bang. There was something always happening. Uh, the late, um, the the VAR chaos, and, drama, uh, drama. Yeah, all the drama. That's what I'm after, Luke. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's like we were kind of waiting for that. Yes, yeah. Liverpool done a job. Yes, they got themselves in the game. Yes, we think that they're going to go through or got a chance of going through. And you're kind of still waiting, or I was certainly still waiting. Yeah. What are Barcelona going to do? Uh, whereas uh, there was no waiting in the in the Spurs no. City match. The, the thing, and we talk about what we love about football, is like this is we're 160 minutes into a tie. And I think I turned to you, Thomas, during the game. Like, we have no idea still who goes through here. Because despite all the momentum being with Liverpool, you just need one moment of Messi bobbing up on a counter-attack. And they had their chances. And it's all turned on its head again. And that's what we absolutely love about it. But to every story, there's two sides. Uh, Ernesto Valverde has been the mastermind. Well, I don't know if you can mastermind blowing two, three, no leads. So whatever the opposite of a mastermind is. Um, he's in a bit of bother, you would suspect. What do you think the fallout will be from a Barcelona point of view? Because Lionel Messi promised this was going to be their year. This is a missed opportunity. 100%. I think, um, obviously, they wrapped up La Liga pretty comfortably. But... Um you know, they wanted the Champions League and, and I think the fact and the manner of the way they've gone out of the Champions League at this stage, having led 3-0 um, and to go on and concede goals in the manner that they did um, with a, you'd say, a lacklustre performance, especially in the second half, I think there's definitely been any questions asked. Yeah, no, no, you know, we just 
everything you, you I think you said the, the coach killer you know the, the mm. fourth goal you know 11 players switching off a bit of brilliance from, from Trenano but you know that, that can't happen at this level you know and, and it, you know you know, heads will roll for sure you know there'll be players out you know manager there'll be questions because you know Real Madrid have been dominant this was Barcelona's year everything was set up for them all you know on paper all the big other sides were out um, it was there for them with a the 3-0 and they've blown it I think he's got to go do you think he will go well, look, I don't know the dynamics. Uh, Ask Messi. Uh, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> Messi will decide, decide what's happening. Look, missed opportunity, I think, is the best way to sum up uh, this situation. Whether or not Barcelona feel the, the need to act in terms of uh, the manager's position and all that sort of stuff, yeah, I guess time will tell. Yeah, you mentioned just, qu- just quickly on Trent Alexander-Arnold, the most assists for Liverpool this year with 14. So you think about all the talk about the front three, but those two fullbacks have been so pivotal. For them to kick on after... Uh, uh, Robertson's injury again this side just keeps on giving and keeps on producing when their backs are to the wall quickly because people might listen to this podcast all week and we hope you do the small matter of uh, Ajax versus Tottenham tomorrow and uh, maybe Mauricio Pochettino sitting back going well here we go this is our inspiration because the comeback is potentially on what do we expect because uh, uh, let's hope it's another uh, ding dong affair because Tottenham certainly have to go for it yeah no I think it's it's set up well for Tottenham they've they've had great um success this year away from home uh, Son is back so that's a, a huge boost and again you know I think a little bit like Barcelona Ajax have a certain way of playing you know so they're not going to sit back they're going to try and attack try to, to press um, and I think it suits Tottenham uh, you know they'll be patient waiting for, for their chances which I'm sure they'll get uh, and then it, it'll be down to, to taking them because I, I think they've got a, a, a very good chance of, of going through Yeah, I, I agree um, although preparation Leading into it, it's probably not been ideal. Mm. Um, Son sent off at the, at the weekend, um, along with Foyth, who, who come on and had a stellar two minutes before he was sent off. You know, it just <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you've got um, you know you end up getting a late uh, goal that you lose a match. You, you've probably had to put in a, a lot more energy than potentially you, you you could have because the first half they could have blown the game away. Mora had uh, two or three really good chances. And um, going away from home is, is not going to be easy. But Luke, this you could probably talk a little bit more, obviously, with your experience playing in, in Holland. But they're fantastic footballers. But if you impose yourself on them, they have to. Right? We we spoke about it before the first league, and I don't think they did that enough. They did it more in the in the second half, which is when they got a bit of joy about being a bit more direct and giving them a little bit because. The moment you, you stand off and you let the likes of Ajax play, and they love to play a little bit of tiki-taka football, they're going to tear you apart. And that's exactly what they did at the beginning of the game when Tottenham didn't, didn't get amongst them. So I expect um, Pochettino after the first leg and, and seeing that change when he, when he also changed with the formation due to the, the injury. I think you'll see a completely different Tottenham side and I think you'll see a lot more aggressive one. Mm, nothing, nothing to lose. Go for it. And Sissoko's back so he can ruffle a few feathers in there. All right, so tip tomorrow... Who, who makes the final and let's get the early crystal ball out who's winning the Champions League <laughs> no I, I, I think um, Tottenham has a good chance I, I, I'll tip Tottenham but uh, I think with, with the momentum Liverpool have and, and uh, potentially not winning the Premier League let's see what happens <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think they're, they're, they're the winners of the Champions League Tottenham can go through um, all English final Liverpool are winning it yeah, I've got a uh, Tottenham-Liverpool final. The Europa, I think we're going to see in a London derby as well, so an all-English affair. And 
you know, look, I, I tipped and I said Tottenham, uh, sorry, I said Liverpool are unfortunately <laughs> going to go trophyless this year. Um, I'm going to go back on that and I think Liverpool will win it. No, no, we can just delete the other podcast. It's, a f- it's fine. We'll play yours on repeat there. What a brilliant morning and the omens are there for another cracking couple of days to come. Rightio, then give us an answer. Well, this club won't be dancing in the same uh, field as, as those big guns we've been talking about. Thomas, we'll kick off with our finish this sentence. The price Manchester United should accept from Real Madrid for Paul Pogba is... 80 million. I think that's what they Whoa. pay for him. If they can ship him out for the same Whoa. amount. <laughs> you know, I find, find the receipt. Just get back in. <laughs> what did we pay? Uh, okay. Um, you know what? Uh, you know, he's obviously a good player. Uh, but I also think there's, there's something behind the scenes um, that, is, that is not quite right. I think he takes up a lot of, a lot of space. Uh, and I don't think he's the player that, that Solskjaer is, is looking for. So, yeah, if they can uh, get a good price for him. You know, they're obviously not going to just Any send price. Him. <laughs> they're not going to sell him for, for peanuts so they'll, they'll look at that and, and uh, get fair value and um, maybe swap him with, with, with some players um, that, that would be potentially a good deal for them Do you think he's, his agent's working like crazy in the background to get him out of the club? I think so I think there's just something you know now he, he's you know he's out in the media and uh, this is just hints all the time of him either there's you know, he just doesn't like being in, in England, or he doesn't like the club, or he, you know, he he doesn't like where the where the club is going. Uh, I, I don't don't quite know, but it just seems like he has an agenda behind the scenes to to want to move uh, to potentially like a Real Madrid or a, a big side. And on the other side, Maury, do you think that uh, Manchester United sporting director is looking for a potential suitor for him? Yeah, yeah they put yeah, your they, name they, in. No, no, they were, no, <laughs> they're certainly not for that. That's too too big. I think they will be, yeah. I, I think, look, he's a, he's a big player. We know how much ability he has. Has he hit those heights and, and achieved what we know he can at Manchester United? I, I think it's fair to say he hasn't. Can he there? Can he reach his potential there? Under this current situation, I'm struggling to see how that is possible. So I think that, look, if they get a, a good offer, Thomas, like you say, I, I think, um, you know... Business, yeah, as you can look at the, the, the action there, yeah, I think it's job done. It's like move on. Um, less of a distraction for the football club because it's too much. Sometimes you get to a stage where every time you open a paper or every time we're talking about something that's Pogba, it's man, you know, this, you don't want that. You want to be able to talk about preparation, um, winning football matches, and, and, and good good messages in general about your football club 300 million Aussie dollar the supposed number for him so I think uh, uh, Madrid are trying to knock that down (laughs) quite considerably but United are playing the hard bargain Craig Aaron Ramsey's tears they'll make Arsenal feel Arsenal fans feel Ah, look they'll be very saddened by uh, losing Aaron Ramsey he's um, he's offered uh, so much to this football club, um, you know, from his early days coming from, I believe it was Cardiff, um, and what a player. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
he's turned out to, to be for Arsenal. Contributed so much, played so many games, scored so many goals. Um, but really seems as if he, he also found that connection uh, to not only to the club but to the fans. And I think in the last home game, um, you know, the, the announcement and the presentation and the tears and, and, and kind of showed, I think, how much uh, he enjoyed his time at that football club, but at the same time, how much he was appreciated by the fans at the football club. Yeah, and it's something that, you know, we'll see less and less of, mm. you know, you, you know, and, and you know, I've been, been at clubs where, you know, you always, you know, the grass is always greener and you get rid of players that are the core and, and you know, to have that, you know, that will to play for the badge. And I know it's a little bit of a cliche, but, but you, you, you sell your soul a little bit. Like it's, you know, you buy players and who doesn't really ultimately care for the club. So when things start to go downhill, they're going to chuck in a towel, you know. So, so getting rid of players like Ramsey, who's, who's willing to go through the wall for the fans and, and for the club and everything, you know, that's sad. As a, if I was an Arsenal fan, I'll, I'll be sad when you lose those sort, of, those, those sort of players. Do you think there's someone, when you look at that and you look at Arsenal, then you look at someone like Ozil mm. and say that he's one that's like that, that's quickly to throw in the towel? Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I can only sort of resemble it to, to, you know, Stoke City when I was there. We had, there was a, when I came there, we had a core of players that had been through the bad time, you know, all the things. And, and then, you know, they, they started just bringing in players for, for the money and getting rid of old players. And then suddenly you just lose the dressing room. And at Arsenal, you know, it, there's something that's not right. It hasn't been right for a long time. They're, they're missing that, you know, back to the Steve Bold and, you know, those... You know, Big Tony hard, Adams. Yeah, Tony yeah. Adams, you know, who's there, who, who put their body on the line. At the moment, it doesn't seem they have those players. And then getting rid of Ramsey is, is just one of those players that, you know, has that little bit of feel for, for the club. Yeah, that's why I threw that one in, because I thought that the fans were thinking, here's one player that sweats bullets for us and, and uh, is quality, um, but in the end probably has been made expendable because he, along with Danny Warbeck and Petr Cech, that frees them up of something, the reports are $17 million in wages as they try to empty off that bill, because we know they've got Mkhitaryan and they've got Ozil still, that they've got to still uh, get through with, so I think it's a real shame for them and it'll be even harder if they watch him flourish at Juventus. Yeah, well, uncertainty is a killer in football, uh, Still, there's a lot of uncertainty at the football club uh, in terms of um, the amount of players potentially they're going to come in. Uh, sporting director, I'm not sure whether that's been announced. The, who did I see this morning was linked to Arsenal? Um, keep going, I'll think about okay, it. But, 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 but the thing is, like I said, we're still here and we're still here and linked. And, and normally, Arsenal, um, when it comes out through the media and all that sort of stuff, they're normally quite clever. It's it's more it, it happens and then it comes out in the media. But at the same time, when there's that in indecision off the field, okay, they've they've obviously made a decision. That's the direction we're going to take. We're going to have a sport and direct, and they're going to come in and uh, we're going to sign new players and we're going to work with the how how is that relationship going to work with the coach? You know, uh, so there's a, there's still a bit to get through. Uncertainty uh, at any football club is is not a great thing. Uh, so that needs to. That needs to be cleared up and sooner rather than later for Arsenal. Edu was the one that was linked with them this morning. And uh, whilst Emery will take care of the transfers this summer, the report says, uh, the former Arsenal and Brazilian midfielder may come in and fill that role. The young gun every giant should sign is, or try and sign, not yeah, everyone can sign look, I, I think someone like Jaden uh, Sancho um, is an incredible talent. Um, but at 128 million... million Pounds, I think um, you, it's not. Uh, no, it's not really. <laughs> it's not really value for money. I don't think at that age. I think um, yeah, that's a a little bit hefty on the on the high side. 
the, the top 10 valued under 20 players named in a study overnight was that Sancho was the top. Matteo Quenduzzi was the other. Nicola Zaniola, who we've seen in the Champions League as well, is third. Uh, Kai Havertz from the Bundesliga and Declan Rice ran out the top five. So it's an interesting top five with a Gianluigi Donnarumma. Next uh, one knocking Juan on Felix. the door. It's Ryan Felix, yeah. yeah. Bargain. I mean, that's the thing with this. He's not on the list, but get him, get him now while you while you can. <laughs> you should get him cheaper is, than 128 million. Is he pounds. sneaking into this list though? I th- there's a top 50, so I think uh, I think he might be in the top 50. Yeah, okay. You think he would be? Find me in there too. <laughs> <laughs> Huddersfield, Cardiff, and Fulham's lessons for the Premier League new boys: Norwich, Sheffield United, and to be decided is. I think it's important identity. I think uh, hugely important, uh, you know, to to know what you stand for. Have a clear plan going into to to the Premier League. Have a clear strategy of what 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 sort of players that you need to add. Because I've seen a lot of clubs, you know, coming into the Premier League and then suddenly they're just like looking, for, you know, whatever names we can that sounds fancy, and we're going to get these players in, and and it doesn't seem to be a real sort of plan of what they want to achieve or what kind of strategy, what, what way they want to play and, uh, and just getting players in for fun. And, 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 and then they end up with, you know, disgruntled players who doesn't play and doesn't fit in the system. Because it's going to be a scrap for those two, th- uh, three teams that come in. You know, they, they need to be ready for that. And uh, you know, I think, you know, looking at Wolves, what they've done, done this year, I think it's a great template. Well, all three teams need to win this weekend to avoid being the worst relegated trio in Premier League history. So that tells you a little bit about where they, how far they got it wrong. Would you rather? We had a bit of a play with. A, we're now going to turn to the Premier League climax. What a final day we've got! We've got to get through the next two days and then take a break on Saturday and then turn the body clocks on to go overnight and Sunday night because it's just set for the most extraordinary climax. Maybe there's a twist. Maybe there won't be. But to have a look at how good Liverpool have gone, given everyone said it's all about City, City got the better squad, City got all the better players, we've had a bit of a play at the Manchester City-Liverpool combined 11. So we're going to run through it now. There's a fair bit of uh, unanimity in it, but I want to see where we guys disagree. So uh, in goals, Thomas, Thomas, over to you, you're the expert there. Um, Alisson or Edison? No, I'll go Alisson. I think he showed, um, you know, today, uh, you know, that that he's just that little bit uh, above Edison. I think Edison still had some 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 room to grow. He didn't show up uh, against Tottenham. I thought he, uh, you know, he had a, you know, definitely one of the goals he should have saved. Uh, and and I think overall on that, uh, you know, he's been good this season, Edison. Um, but uh, overall, I think Edison just got that top quality, so I'll go with him. Despite spending a modsa on fullbacks, the Liverpool boys get into this team. Yeah, for for me, hundred percent. I think. Um, I mean, you just have to look at the assists that they've managed to provide as well. I think the the energy and I think the maturity that these two young players in uh, Trent Alexander Arnold and and Robertson, I think, has been phenomenal for them. And they've both played a crucial role in um, in the season that they've had. Um, you know, none other than t- than today with um, Trent Alexander Arnold with his two assists and, and being so switched on at a crucial moment to get that to create that fourth goal. So for me, yeah, those two fullbacks, 100%. So there was uh, Laporte and Virgil van Dijk, you all agreed on, yep. but there was a bit of a debate around the, the midfield. We landed on uh, Bernardo Silva, Henderson, Fernandinho. Was that unanimous or are you guys pulling that apart a little bit? Uh, look, I think this is probably the area where there has been... Uh, the most rotation, I guess, uh, and certain injuries that have probably stopped the, uh, the, the the same players playing game in, game out. 
Um, so with Henderson, um, you know, who's who's done ever so well, more so in a in a defensive role for the majority of the season, recently been pushed forward, um, contributing uh, and playing very well. Fernandinho, very good player that sits in front of the the back four and can control a game, um, physical, but can certainly play football. Um, the last the last midfielder we had in there was Bernardo, Bernardo Silva. Silva. He's probably been one, of, if not the best player at Manchester City this season. Is that uh, a big? Is that a big call, Sterling? Him or Sterling? I would say. Sorry, Sterling as well. Yeah. When I speak volumes, that he's probably played what well, he has to be in the team for Pep Guardiola. No matter whether it's in the midfield three or the front three, he hasn't made our front three, but we've put him in midfield. That's how valuable he's, he's been. He's got to get in. Yeah, that's how valuable he's been for them. By the way, Vincent Company after after yesterday's goal, uh, I'm not wanting to come up against a Company Van Dyke combination. So they've got options on the bench. Front three, yeah, yeah. Again, we're talking about an embarrassment of riches. Mohamed Salah, Sergio Aguero, Raheem Sterling. Jesus, a few players that have missed out. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but it shows the uh, the quality that you got there. Look, Sterling, I think has been absolutely fantastic this year. He's been incredible, as as has Aguero. Um, so you got you got to put them two in, and then you got got Salah, who's who's been most Salah, you know. So it's a tough one on on Mane maybe to to miss out, but yeah, look, it's a t- it's a tough call. It's a it's a good options up front though. What about Liverpool have dominated the team six to five, which would sort of speak to just how good some of those Liverpool individuals have been, mate. I just felt a little bit guilty for not backing them for a trophy, so I thought <laughs> I'd throw a few of them in there. <laughs> well, you, ju- you just look sorry, it's cut, cut in the, but you just look at so the fullbacks have provided ridiculous amount of assists for for Liverpool. Van Dijk, uh, PFA Player of the Year, mm. yeah. Uh, so when you start going through, you know, plus when you look at uh, you know. Mane, what he's done, Salah, what he's done. Like you can understand why. I guess um, it's it's in Liverpool's favour. Unfortunately, it might not be enough in terms of the the Premiership, though. But uh, again, Man City have got a wonderful squad as well. You know, this is we're talking the cream here, aren't we? Um, but two fantastic squads. Any objections, Thomas, or who, who's the stiffest omission? No, Kevin De Bruyne, maybe. You know, but he's has injuries. Yeah, not on this year. Yeah, yeah not on this year. But but you know. <laughs> You know, you touched on that, Maury. You know, the, the squads, uh, amazing squads, and and you know, we we saw Liverpool today. You know, that's that's how important a, a great squad is. You know, having players to come in and and play a big part. You know, it's huge over a long season with that many games. So, um, yeah. For me, I always shudder when I look at a bench that's got Lero San, Riyad Mahrez, and Gabriel Jesus waiting to come on to change a game. Phil Foden, you can throw in there now. Kevin De Bruyne hasn't played much. So again, just to highlight just how much Klopp has extracted from his side. And it comes down to this weekend after the Vincent Company goal. I mean, I thought Leicester did a terrific job in that game, but we're here because Liverpool just keep answering every single question. Before we look at the specifics, I'd love to know about your guys' involvement in final days, going up, going down, winning titles, anywhere in Europe. What's this like as a player, as a fan? We just sit back and and just lap it up. What's it like as a player? No, sadly, I haven't been in championship designers. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the other end. Uh, it's probably even more nerve-wracking. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, I've, I've, you, know, uh, you know, last day, you know, you're waiting on other results and, you know, you have to do the business yourself. And, you know, just being on edge, you know, it, there's so much at stake, not just for yourself, for your livelihood, you know, your future, you know, for the fans, uh, the club. Um, and uh, I can just imagine what, what it would be like to, to be, you know, in a, in a championship race you know it, it, it's what you want as a player what you want to achieve but, but you know you, you're nearly there but not quite and so much can go wrong and it'll be so exciting on, on Sunday to, to, to see the two games well, you're talking about not just a championship race you're talking about one of the best championship races you'll ever see mm. um, you know two incredible 
teams, squads who have had amazing seasons. Um, you know, it's a tough one because both deserve to win something, which, you know, I, I feel it could end up that way that Liverpool will get the Champions League. And so you feel like the Liverpool fan that caught it, caught <laughs> in on top spot and, and second place should get a trophy as well. <laughs> yeah. Liverpool should get a trophy, even if he's finished second. No, look, I think, um, you know, it's, it's an incredible championship, and I think everyone. Even, I guess, non-football fans, I think you'll yeah. find to still have an interest in what's going to happen. I think I was, I was fortunate enough once uh, in Scotland, I think it was the 2002-2003 season. Uh, something that, a little bit kind of similar in terms of uh, Rangers and Celtic, neck and neck, same points. Um, five, six games to go and kind of that feeling, which is kind of the feeling that I've had with Liverpool and uh, Man City, is that they're just going to go and win their games. Um, it's, it's 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 how many you, you're going to win by. But this last day was a home game uh, against Infirmland, uh during the game, which hopefully we'll experience as a as a as a supporter, not as a player, uh, where the game and and the the, the title is, is shifting from from place to place. Um, we ended up winning the game six one, I believe, and Mikel Arteta scored the winning penalty. Uh, Stoppage time, close to stoppage time, right at the end of the match. It was at a time when um, Celtic's result was already locked away. Um, so we could actually celebrate that winning goal, knowing that that was a goal after a long, hard slog of a season that won us the title. Did you have, I mean, this is before sort of social media and all that. How were you keeping abreast of what was going on? The fans. Yeah. The fans, because um, <laughs> when things were happening... Um, somewhere else uh, our fans got noisier and that's when we knew that we, we had to go harder or get that extra goal Brilliant. or something like that or you know even even the dugout to be fair you could shout across and find out you're getting signals you know like what the result was there and what we needed to do and it was you know it just kept swinging it was it was something that was extraordinary um, was lucky to be a part of Brilliant. Well, let's hope we get something like that on the weekend. A key protagonist, if that is to happen, will be one of our own. Will be Matty Ryan in goal for Brighton and Hove Albion. Look, they've been on a slippery slope until this point, but they have survived. And one thing we've seen from Newcastle, from Burnley, is that these teams are going with full integrity and giving it their absolute all. Um, Matty Ryan, Thomas, from your point of view, just tell us a little bit about your assessment of him and his season and his growth as a Premier League goalkeeper. No, I think he's he's well established now as in the sort of midfield of, of goalkeepers in the Premier League, um, and I think that's great credit to him. I think he's grown a lot. You know, I, I had a you know fortunate enough to to be in Russia to to watch the World Cup and watch the, a couple of the Australian games and, and just see his importance. You know, his you know his calmness. Uh, I think he's 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 become better with his feet. Um, and then again, he's pulling out match-winning saves. I think he's been so important for, for Brighton this, this year and a big part of, of why they're staying in the Premier League. Um, and that's credit to, uh, you know, to him. You know, he must, he must work hard. I, I'm not sure. He is. He's, he's, he's one of the he's, most he's, dedicated. He's, yeah, and, and, and you, get, you, know, you get out what you put in. And, and uh, you know, that's great credit to him. Uh, you know, the, 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 the movement upwards that he's, he's been making. You, you've had a bit to do with him in the national teams as, as he was sort of coming in and, and you were finishing off. Tell us a little bit about him. Can he be the catalyst? And is there going to be a twist? Can he be part of that twist this weekend? Oh, look, he's going to have his work cut out for him against Manchester City. There's no doubt about that. Um, look, no, I, look, Thomas, Thomas said there, you, 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 get him, you get out what you put in. And he's one of those. I mean, he come in amongst and, and saw the lights of Schwartz at the back end of his career and his professionalism and how he was and... To be honest, I think Matty Ryan's even gone and taken that beyond to another level. He's um he's a true professional, and 
you know, hence the reason he is where he isn't doing what he's doing in the Premier League. And um, but yeah, to to come up against a Man City team when they're looking to to win the Premier League, I think he's going to have a busy afternoon. Uh, he's uh, like says, Matt. He's always set himself some uh, some big goals, um, and I think you know, even in the in the EPL, probably going against the grain a little bit in terms of being that smaller type of goalkeeper. And uh, he's done fantastically well. Great shot stopper. Uh, we all know him back here. He's a, he's, he's a big name and a big game player for us. He might make it make a name for himself over the weekend uh, in, in in areas that stretches a little bit further. But I, I think I agree with you, Luke. I just I, I just have this feeling, like I says, that Liverpool and Man City have done what they've done all season, and they've done it for a reason because they're they're really good sides. They're, they're excellent sides, and I I expect them both to do the same again this weekend. <laughs> you know, I agree with Maury. I don't think uh, they'll offer much resistance. Uh, you know, they, that's their final day. They they know the family's coming onto the pitch after they'll have a parade, and it's been a great year for them. You know, they've survived. Uh, you know, when you have something to play for, it makes a huge difference, and and, and the, the the difference in quality. You know, I just can't can't see it. And if if Man City blow it, um, you know, they, you know, <laughs> like they only got the, today. Yeah, they only got themselves to blame. You know, they, they, everything is set up for them, uh, and they, they should do it. Moving on, um, how's the Liverpool dressing room feeling right now, Luke? You've bounced off this extraordinary result. It's a bit different to if they had not gone through and they got, oh god, we, we got to get up for this last day, but we might not be in our control. How's that feeling right now as a player going into this final? Day? It's almost a free swing, right? Oh, they're they're on they're on the moon. Uh, they're over the moon. Uh, you know, like I said, that result. They landed. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they landed. They've gone the moon and back. They're all over the place. But um, but no, look, they're going to be buzzing. But uh, they'll switch their attentions because they know they've still got a, a possibility of the Premier League. So they'll be ever professional and and recover, ready to go, and try and put try and put that Champions League final out of their mind. I tell you how you know this morning was a whirlwind and an emotional result. Uh, I've just seen a, a quote from Jose Mourinho on being sports, praising Jurgen Klopp and saying that win today was basically down to him. That's when you know you've been caught up in the emotions. Here we go. It's, this is about him. This is a reflection of his personality. Don't give up his fighting spirit. Everything I think today is about Jurgen's mentality. Well, that takes something. Praise from the special one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't mention him in there. He taught him that. Like he's now on my level. <laughs> <laughs> Method in his madness, anyway, because we're talking about Jose Mourinho. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So, summing up, Manchester City to win, but Liverpool to go through and end on an excruciating, I think it's 97 points. Is that the tip, boys? Yeah, that's it. Yep. Oh, here's a good yarn. One to end off with from Maurizio Sarri, because, of course, the top four race looks like being settled with Chelsea and Tottenham getting through at Arsenal and... Manchester United's expense, and <laughs> before the, uh, the in his last press conference, Mauricio Sarri was asked whether the Europa League final is now a luxury that he's qualified for the Champions League through the Premier League top four. Sarri went, and if you notice, he quickly put his hand under the table before answering. And what he was doing was keeping to... Now, Sarri is one of the most superstitious men in football, like insanely superstitious to the point that he actually gives instructions to his players for what they have to do to make sure that they run their luck. And he put his uh, hand on the table because it's an Italian tradition to touch your nether region, just to make sure. It's a little bit like touching wood to uh, avoid bad luck. This is to wish you good luck. So Sarri is making sure everything is uh, under control. Um, bizarre, absolutely bizarre, but a good reason to look ahead to Friday. We've got Eintracht Frankfurt 1-0 with Chelsea and Valencia 3-1 against Arsenal. Um, are we going to a London derby in Baku, Azerbaijan? I hope so, and I hope so also. 
myself. <laughs> um, no, look, I think um, you know it's 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 looking like that's poised for that. I think given the the first leg of both them results, I think um, you know both of them will be able to get through, and uh, we'll see a London derby in Baku, which for me is very interesting. Yeah, look, I I think Arsenal can do a, uh, enough. I think that 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 last that third goal was was enormous for him going into to the second leg against Valencia. Um, yeah, I mean, I went with Eintracht Frankfurt. I know Luke every now and then I change my mind, but I'm gonna I'm gonna st- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stick with, with, with Eintracht Frankfurt. Although again, they have to regroup and get on with it pretty quickly after a. Six goals in 36 minutes wow. against Bayer Leverkusen, yeah. who were their direct competitor for that let's last spot in the top four. Let's yes. ask him again, Maury. Who, who are you going to see go through Chelsea Eintracht Frankfurt? I'm going to go Eintracht Frankfurt still. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just record? Do you want a little Chelsea grab here? Because we can always cut it and paste it afterwards ah, and make it. Sometimes, sometimes, got sometimes some, you just got to put your neck on the line. Some turncoats that I tell you what, though, I think Arsenal will get a, a, a huge consolation from what they did in, in Napoli because they've had a terrible away record, but they ha- know they have done it on the road in the Europa League this season. Uh, but for Chelsea, it's a massive opportunity to salvage something from a season that everyone has been so critical of. But here we go, top four, potentially cup final, potentially a trophy in Europe as well for Sarri. Yeah, you know, that, that'll be a, a success. Um, you know, it, it's been tough for them this year with those two dominant sides uh, just running away. Yeah, it hasn't been pretty at all all times, but, you know, they were in, yeah, cup final and then uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, with everything that happened there and, and, you know, the substitutions and the goalkeeper and everything and, and, and then, you know, potentially winning a, a Europa League. For me, that's a success. I've been trying to think of a polite way to make a joke about Mauricio Sarri's superstition and I've just decided I'm just going to keep that for afterwards. Stay safe. Stay safe. That's for afterwards. Gents, we've had an absolutely unbelievable morning. Uh, we've no doubt we could have the same on, on Thursday and Friday. Just to remind everyone, if you're listening to us on the way home on a Wednesday, just to keep the buzz going after this morning's game, it's Thursday morning. The boys are on air from 4.30 with Mel McLaughlin to preview Ajax versus Tottenham. We'll be all the way through the post-game as well. Friday, Eintracht Frankfurt are in London against Chelsea. Valencia against Arsenal at the fortress at the Mistea. Get some rest on Saturday. Get your body clocks ready because Sunday night at midnight, 10 games, but there'll be two that we'll all be watching. Manchester City against Brighton Hove Albion and Wolverhampton against Liverpool. One more twist. You never know. You just never know. Gents, thanks very much. Great morning. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Good stuff. Get some rest and we'll see you all tomorrow. And to everyone, as always, enjoy your football until the next Gagenpod. 